Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. So I grew up in a family born in the 1940s, and I was in school throughout the 1950s, graduated from high school in 1962. We didn't have a lot of money. Everything was taken care of. My parents were very good to us, and we always had enough food and took care of everything of growing up as a child and going through school, but there was no extra money for education after high school. You have to understand, when I started first grade, which was in 1950, very few people actually left high school and went to college. Most people left high school and they went into the workplace. And as a matter of fact, I've checked the numbers, and in 1950, only 7% of adult Americans had actually gone to college or university. That changed radically because of the GI Bill in the United States, and I think probably in Canada, where people were provided with scholarship money if they served in the armed forces. And so there was a huge growth of college education in the late 1940s, 1950s. And today it's about 37%. So it's really grown immensely and the population has more or less tripled since I was born. So that's an enormous amount of people to go into post-secondary education, what it's called. So when I was in high school, I said, I'd like to go to college, but there isn't gonna be any money for my parents. So I began thinking of what I was going to do work-wise after high school, and my high school principal had a brother who was the special agent in charge for the Cleveland FBI office, and he said, well, you know, they're always looking for people who will work at the FBI in Washington. You know, this is a very, very low-level clerical job, but it gives you a chance to move out of your hometown and go someplace else. So from 1962 to roughly 1964, I worked at the FBI in Washington, D.C., and this was an interesting historical period because JFK was the president, his brother was the attorney general who was actually in charge of the FBI, and J. Edgar Hoover, very legendary director of the FBI, he was in charge of the FBI at that time. So I spent two years just pulling files for cases that the FBI agents were looking at. They had extensive files and we were in the Cold War, so a lot of them had to do with the Russians, had to do with the Soviet Union. So day in, day out, I would pull files, but at the same time, I split my days by starting university. So the job paid enough that I could actually pay. I, I wasn't going full-time, but I was taking three classes and. It was a long day. I was putting in 16-hour days. But I've always been fascinated to be on the inside of organizations that had grown tremendously. And the FBI, which really went back about 30 or 40 years at the time that I joined them as an employee, I was just fascinated at the teamwork and the systems and the dedication, there was enormous dedication on the part of the agents who all had to have a law degree or an accounting degree. Those are still the two main requirements you have to have to be an FBI agent. And I was never tempted, I never wanted to become an FBI agent, but I found them very dedicated individuals. So I had that two years of experience and these were 
matters in the files that were dealing with world events. And I remember going through the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1963, and the world was really two or three days from a major war. I can remember, you know, I was in Washington, D.C. I was sort of at the political center of the world as far as the free world goes, and I was pulling files that really had a bearing on the events that were taking place in the world. And rather than thinking it was a menial job, I said, you know, a year ago, when I was still in high school, I couldn't imagine myself doing this, but here I am. I learned a lot about teamwork, and I learned a lot about organization, and I learned a lot about systems, and it left a real mark. You know, I have this passion for being on the inside of other people's systems just to see how things get organized. You know, there was a lot of complaining. It's big bureaucracy, really. But you didn't really deal with the bureaucracy. You just dealt with the people that you were in teamwork with. And we had very, very strict quotas of how productive we had to be. And that was a real eye-opener because I had never really had that in my life before leaving high school and going into the FBI. And it always shocks people when I tell them, you know, my first job out of high school was working for the FBI. It's sort of distinctive. I mean, you wouldn't really think of Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, as an FBI employee, and people are kind of shocked by it. And I said, you know, you do what you have to do at various times in life. You have to get the cash, and if it's not being provided to you by other people, then you have to create the cash yourself. But after two years, I had had enough, and then I went on to other experiences. But it was a great way to leave my hometown, to jump into a totally different world, to just be a very, very small cog in a very big machine. And it told me that I certainly didn't want to spend the rest of my life doing this, which is very, very useful. But a valuable experience nonetheless. I think that the biggest experience that came from working at the FBI during the 1960s for me was really how much teamwork it requires for an entire country to face a crisis event that's taking place in the world. The fact that it was in Washington, D.C., the fact that the organization that I was working for was historically important. There were legendary leaders at that time, John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, J. Edgar Hoover. I had probably about 20 degrees of separation between myself and those people, but you were connected and the work you were doing on that day was really important. So what I try to do, regardless of where I've been in my life, is to take a look at the learning possibilities of even negative experiences, even experiences that you might find boring, that if you can turn all those experiences into learning, then there are no bad experiences. There are no negative experiences. If the net result of your participation is that you learn something really important that was going to be useful for the rest of your life. So I learned two. I learned one very positive lesson, and this was especially with the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1963, that when a whole country is facing an outside challenger crisis, then everybody's got to pitch in, and you don't think about whether you like doing what you're doing, you just pitch in. So that was a positive lesson. 
And the other lesson that I learned was kind of a negative lesson, and that is my two years at the FBI were sufficient to satisfy all my needs for the rest of my life and working in a very large bureaucratic organization. So I always tell people, you know, even the jobs you hated, there was a great value to actually doing the work because it clarified what you really did want to do. And I knew uh, after my two years in the FBI that I really did not want to spend the rest of my life working as a very, very lowly person in a big um, bureaucratic system. But I look back now as a incredible piece of luck that I just had the right connections to do this, but I really maximized the value of my luck, and that's another whole lesson for another podcast. Mm-hmm.